0: Hi everyone, welcome to PA Talks, an interview series by Parametric Architecture, the world's most renowned avant-garde architecture platform about parametric and computational design. We meet the architecture and design pioneers on this podcast and talk about their careers, experiences, methodologies, and visions for the future. My name is Hamid Hasanzadeh, founder and editor-in-chief of Parametric Architecture Platform. Welcome to the show and I hope you enjoy the conversation. To support this podcast, please check the links in the description. Make sure to follow our platform on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and support us on Patreon. You may listen to this conversation on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We are continuing this exciting series with a very super special guest joining us from Berlin, Germany. He is Sergei Choban. Sergey Choban is the founder of Speech Architecture Office and architect and partner at Choban Voss Architects. His founding company, Speech, was formed in 2006 as a joint project between architect Sergey Choban and Sergei Kuznetsov. It is a company behind notable projects, including Russian Pavilion in Dubai Expo to 2020 and Museum for Architectural Drawings in Berlin, Germany. Choban Voss Architects came to existence in 1931, established in Hamburg. In 1995, architects Sergei Choban and Eckhard Voss joined the firm as new partners, becoming the company's leading partners in 2015. Ever since, the company has been developing and creating contemporary architecture with projects such as Federation Tower in Moscow and Faroom Office Building in St. Petersburg, Russia. Apart from building his successful career as a practicing architect, Sergey Choban is a collector of architectural drawings, publisher and the founder of Choban Foundation, which serves as an extensive source for research on the history and nature of architectural drawings. Before starting this episode, I wanted to talk about Pacademy, which is an architectural educational platform powered by parametric architecture to spread the idea of using parametric design and computational tools in architecture. Pacademy has broadened its work experience and collaboration with pioneering architects and designers dealing with diverse and numerous topics of computational design and digital fabrication. So if you guys are ready, please join me for this insightful conversation with Sergey Choban. Thank you so much for joining to this interview. This interview is for PA Talks, episode 46. We have done quite a good number of interviews with pioneering architects and designers like yourself, and we are now honored to have you in the show. Thank
1: you very much for your invitation. It's really a great honor for me. uh, And... uh... With big pleasure, I begin.
0: I've met with you personally uh, in Istanbul a couple of times. You were there for lecture uh, and we have have discussed about your work and your architecture. And in that time, I remember I told you, uh, what about interview for PA Talks? And now this is the day it's happening. And we are so excited to have you in the show. And yes, uh, why you don't start introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your background and where did you study architecture, how did you become an architect and yes. So
1: I'm uh, from Russia, from St. Petersburg. I am living already since 30 years uh, in Germany and working from Germany uh, also for other countries, also for my country where I was born, for Russia. Uh, but uh, I was born uh, in St. Petersburg, as you know, a big uh, town with very interesting uh, Western-oriented uh, history. The town was grounded 1703 and grounded as a dream of Peter the Great uh, to involve the Western culture uh, to Russia. Russia had to that time, 1703, a very extreme and rich uh, own tradition of architecture, what was printed in uh, the architecture of churches, you know maybe our Basileus Cathedral on the Red Square. Mostly it is in uh, Moscow and in the old region around Moscow. And uh, Peter wanted to make the next uh, generated town, new capital as a, Western ideal town and in this town I was born and of course for me uh, the culture of European town was very own. I have started middle school where I have learned art together with another uh, points as every uh, normal child, Uh, but I learned also art, the composition, drawing, painting uh, since I was 12. It was quite difficult to come in this school.
0: Uh, Even before middle school, you were studying art, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I was going to learn architecture in the high high school, I learned art since I was 10 or 12. From 10, I began to be examinated. And from 12, I began to uh, learn art together with a normal school. And uh, it was a time... uh, It was very exciting, very interesting, very, uh, very interesting education where we had a lot of lessons, normal lessons, the lessons for art. I was busy in the school uh, like seven, eight hours, even as I was uh, 12 uh, or 13 years old. And uh, so I was going from class to class, from year to year. And um, to the end of uh, my school time, I noticed that I. Draw and learn a lot about architecture. Without somebody tells me about it, I was very interested about buildings, the surroundings, the built surroundings. Not only in Petersburg, but I was traveled also a lot uh, with my uh, parents, with my aunt. Uh, to uh, the suburbs, to other towns uh, around of Petersburg, and uh, there are very, very interesting towns in the north part of the country, like Great Novgorod, like Old Ladoga, like Pskov. Uh, They are also capitals for old Russian tradition of architecture, with a very cubistic, uh, very, very great materiality of architecture.
0: And, and these, do you think these explorations that you had in your childhood, those uh, experiencing of the environment, the, about the Russian environment, Russian architecture, Russian culture, how much does it have uh, affected the idea of becoming an architect? Yeah, yeah very,
1: very uh, much. Uh, because, because, uh, but to the end of my school, I understood I like to learn architecture as a high school. Uh, it was a reason I was going to architectural department of uh, uh, Reppen Institute uh, by Academy of Art. And on the other side, uh, I learned also through drawing from one point this regular regular European town, town of blocks, town of churches, town of skyline, uh, of very modest skyline where we have one church and a long line of uh, deep buildings. And on the other side, the materiality especially by these old Russian churches uh, in the other towns I visited a lot in the last years of my school time. So I was coming to learn architecture because I have drawn a lot and because I was interested uh, for uh, for this type of architecture.
0: And then uh, did you study architecture at the university but, uh, or not?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is uh, high school. It is... Uh, it calls uh,
0: in high school, or in high school, or in uh, university. Uh, well, it's
1: different. It is university from the from the position in Russia, but it calls Academy of Art. It is a very unique, uh, unique institution. Uh, is only one time in, in all Russia, based on the old tradition of uh, Bozar institutions, what was uh, began in France and made this tradition longer in Italy and also in Russia. It is the oldest uh, art and architectural school of Russia, was founded uh, 1753, I think, like this. Amazing new building was built a little bit later as the first uh, classic, classicismus building in Russia. Very long, 140 meters long, very, very representative, uh, with very, yeah, huge interiors, uh, huge still depressive, although they are so big, they are so, uh, overscaled that you if you come to this Academy of Art you understand your eye in the big, in the big university what was learned over the years and years uh, art and also architecture. And uh, many yeah. many uh, well-known architects of Russia they, they have learned uh, at the architectural department there and I was of course proud to, uh, to be part of this uh, huge university.
0: Uh, when did you graduate? Um, 1986,
1: it was not a simple time because uh, in that time, as you know, Soviet Union became to be unsure uh, from the economical reasons. I have noticed uh, quite soon after I was graduated from the uh, school. Uh, from the university is that uh, I don't have really chance to develop me uh, longer because, uh, because the economical situation was not very passable for architectural development.
0: And you, after that, in that time, you moved to Berlin?
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, in that time, I began to think how I can develop myself as an architect. I worked with very good, uh, first, my uh, chief architect, uh, that is, Vinyamin Fabrycki. He is, uh, unfortunately, not more uh, on life, but he was a great next teacher for me after, after university teachers, uh, Speransky and Volonsevich. By, by them, I was in the workshop. But by Fabrycki, I learned a lot about he was a big fan of Corbusier, he was a big fan of Kenzo Tange, of this mati- mati- materiality, late Corbusier, also this cultural Corbusier. And he explained me a lot and I learned a lot about sculpturality in the architecture, what was quite pure in our university. And uh, But very soon I understood that uh, you can study, you should study your life, but you have also to make something uh, in the praxis and it was very difficult and uh, 89, 90 I began to research, to uh, look for contacts uh, in other countries and Germany as you know uh, was a very important uh, for the experience of joining of both parts of Germany and uh, uh, explosion of uh, architectural market there, it was built a lot and uh, I made the exhibition of the Rocks of my young studio in Hamburg, uh, 91. Yeah, ninety one, near ninety autumn of ninety, and from ninety one I was invited there, and from ninety two uh, began to work uh, in Germany.
0: From ninety two you re- began working Germany uh, in Berlin. Uh, which which office I was? Was in that?
1: Hamburg the first f-
0: uh, for first uh, three
1: years, and then I, I was moving to Berlin. In Berlin I'm Berlin, since uh, 96.
0: And then you became ma- manager? Uh, uh, I became partner, partner 95 quite soon. And in
1: 96 uh, I based in the partnership, uh, let's say my own area, my uh, office I managed in Berlin. On the base of this office I developed my work since uh, 96.
0: And uh, while you were a partner in that office, then you founded uh, another company called Choban Voss with another. partner. a
1: company. There is a company. I became partner. Uh, it was that time, NPS, and then it became NPS Choban Force, and then it became Choban Force. That is generation uh, partnership. Uh, we are now. We are two uh, leading partner. Uh, we are. Uh, another additional very important partners in every office, uh, but joban uh, and FOSS are two leading partners who are responsible for the management and uh, architecture of whole office. Uh, my partner Eckhart FOSS is sitting in uh, Hamburg and I am sitting uh, since 25 years here in Berlin.
0: Okay, so, so uh, in 96 you have become a partner and uh, after that, uh, the the company goes through a, transitions. Then uh, the company's name becomes as Choban Vass, am, am I right? Yeah, uh,
1: it was later, uh, much later. But uh, from '96, I uh, I began to work on uh, on the projects where I'm the principal also and uh, work with my colleagues on them in uh, here in Berlin.
0: And when did
1: you founded this speech? Well, that was a time, uh, the end of uh, 90s, begin of 2000, where I have noticed that in my country where I was born, begin begins to be something that is very interesting. Uh, so in all 90s, as maybe you have heard also, it was quite difficult there to also to leave. Also for architecture, it was not easy, uh, far not easy, but um, to begin of 2000, I began to visit, uh, especially Moscow, but also Petersburg more often. And I've seen that uh, the changing, uh, the change there as a development of architecture becomes to be more speedy, more interesting. And 2002, I was invited uh, to the competition for Federation Tower, and 2003. Uh, we have won together this competition with peter schweger i'm very thankful to peter schweger he uh, joined this partnership and uh, we made together this project because i didn't have uh, any experience uh, as an architect in skyscrapers uh, peter did uh, to that time very interesting skyscrapers in frankfurt for example and we made together this project i was very active in this partnership of course but uh, we could both uh, won in the partnership this uh, project in uh, Moscow City Federation Tower, and uh, yes, uh, from this point I, uh, yeah, I was back uh, more or less with my work in uh, the country I was born, and from two thousand four I uh, began to. Try to establish me as a company there. It was difficult, difficult to find a partnership, right partnership, because I was most time in Germany, and had to delegate a lot, uh, and it was not easy to find somebody with whom to can make it. Uh, you can make it really good, but I worked on worked with very good colleagues of mine through that time. Till 2006, we uh, closed a partnership with Sergei Kuznetsov uh, and uh, grounded speech. So 2006 in summer, uh, we grounded speech. And uh, from that point, speech goes that way, uh, what
0: is now uh, like, uh, yes, uh, like 15 years old. Right. So, Choban Voss, is not, uh, Choban Voss is the parent company or there is no Choban Voss No, no, company? there
1: are two companies, just two companies with, uh, where I work.
0: Two separate companies. How does that work, having two separate architectural companies? People can't manage, architects can't manage just one company. Uh, as it is, uh, it is so. I, uh,
1: I work uh, I work in uh, different countries. Uh, uh, let's say in the Western world, I work from Choban Falls and in the... Soviet Union, as a former Soviet Union uh, in Russia, some republics uh, of former, some uh, uh, now countries, I work from, uh, from speech.
0: Because there was a confusion uh, while we were searching about uh, Sergei Choban and there's always seemed to be two companies and also, even when projects were being published, sometimes we see it's a speech, sometimes we see and it's that's a, Choban was.
1: But it's, it's quite comfortable for me because uh, you you refresh yourself to work uh, with other colleagues. I have very good partner in uh, uh, Russia today in speech. Uh, there are Anton Pavlov and Igor Chlenev. Uh, since uh, nearly 10 years, Sergei Kuznetsov is not mine, the firm, because he is a uh, chief architect of Moscow since 2012. And uh, well, we, as we. I work together with uh, um, Anton and Igor, and I'm very glad to to work in this partnership. And uh, on the other side, my uh, company I'm now, uh, and I develop a lot of projects, uh, especially in Germany, is uh, Choban Force and Berlin office of Choban Force.
0: Right. And uh, also, you founded Choban Foundation recently.
1: Yeah, already recently it's already 10 since is. 10 years nearly <laughs> yeah 10 years <laughs> also yeah. founded over 10 years uh, 2010 it was founded
0: yes uh, but but in the, if we if we look at the time span of your architecture history or architecture experience it's quite recently 10 years because yeah, you've yeah, been exactly. around, around you two, on 25 ounce, years, years and about, uh, what yeah, Exactly. What exactly do you do? uh, What do you do exactly at Choban Foundation?
1: Well, you see behind uh, me uh, drawings. They are not originals, but copies of my drawings. I draw till now a lot and make also many exhibitions of uh, my drawings. I love architectural drawing because I think this uh, combination of uh, drawing and drawn architecture is something very interesting. You can see how the ideas of architect would be uh, printed in the drawing, you see how the artist draws their architectural surrounding uh, like Hubert Robert, like uh, Panini, like Natoire, other the big architectural draftsmen. They were not architects, but they, they made great architectural drawings. This theme uh, was interesting for me all the time and uh, Someday uh, I understood I have to ground like a foundation where I can explain about architectural drawing. And uh, 2010 it was uh, founded, 2013 I have opened the museum of the foundation um, together with uh, uh, curators, uh, sponsors and uh, colleagues with my director Nadezhda Bartels
0: I mean, you you designed and you built we that. Designed it by Speech. We
1: designed thing. it with Sergei by Speech. That was one of the last projects we designed. To
0: and the entire buildings belongs to foundation. Uh, yeah, the building, the building,
1: all uh, the lot, the, the site, all be, all is belonging to foundation, of course. But uh, it was it was designed by by me and by Sergei uh, Kuznetsov uh, in the time uh, for for 2000. Uh, 11 as of 2011 we began to build uh, we got a building permission and uh, we built uh, two years so we were, we were ready 2013 in June.
0: Yeah amazing that's right we'll get back to that building later but i'm gonna continue as the scenario was written and the, the conversation goes regarding your timeline of your uh experience and we discussed about choban foundation and i want to ask about your drawings. I know you are in love with drawings and we we have seen amazing sketches, amazing drawings with single pen, with single colored pen or with watercolors. What excites you about drawings?
1: Well, for me is the drawing is a way to understand which architecture I like to make, what kind of architecture I love, why the architectural language today is completely different to the language for 150 years, for example. And you can, of course, discuss about it, you can write about it, I draw about it. I try to explain with my drawings to myself, first of all, to myself, because if I draw, I understand maybe more. And to other people, if they are interested, of course, about uh, what I think, why the architecture today is so as it is, maybe in which way it should be done to make some problems not problems anymore, and of course, uh, which, uh, which architecture, what kind of architecture I like to uh, develop in my next projects or in my next uh, time. And uh, I make a lot of uh, like a fantasies, there are most uh, drawings I make, but I make also some drawings from the nature, observatory drawings. Uh, if I go to some interesting towns or countries like Egypt uh, for two years, like uh, Indian, also, I make then series uh, of drawings, lines of drawings and it is also important for me to understand through the drawing what I have seen, what, what, kind, of, uh, what kind of stage, what kind of architectural stage was interesting for me in that uh, entire town.
0: Have you ever wanted to connect with pioneering architects and designers to learn more about parametric design and computational tools? Then you may wish to join Packademy, an educational platform powered by parametric architecture, to spread the idea of using parametric design and computational tools in architecture. Pacademy has broadened its collaboration with pioneering architects and designers, dealing with diverse and numerous topics such as computational design, 3D printing, robotic fabrication, procedural methods, space architecture, metaverse design, design in VR, AR, and many more topics. You can register and join the live workshops or watch the previous studio workshops recordings. To learn more, you can visit parametric-architecture.com slash Sometimes in your drawings, we see a very deep contrast between the old and new. For example, the old town versus the contemporary town, or the old structure with the new structure. Also, we see this contrasts that you s- represent in your buildings, in your uh, projects as well. For example, in the conservat- uh, some kind of a conservative brick comes along with uh, some, uh, some kind of a steel and glass construction. Where does this concept come from? Uh, what does it represent?
1: Well, uh, I noticed uh, since longer time uh, that uh, we are amazed about one type of architecture, as it is architecture of the past, but we work on completely other language of architecture already since 100 years. We go with much pure and significant but not so detailed form. Since Bauhaus on constructivism time and uh, since I have learned architecture in St. Petersburg, I have seen that our our professors, they explain to us uh, something about classic, but nobody makes classic anymore and there are grounds for it. It is not, uh, it is not uh, like, like a point. We, may, we make no classics and next day we make classic. Uh, the time has changed uh, very uh, contextually and uh, I began to ask myself what kind of language we speak now why this language is different to uh, what was spoken for, let's say, 100 years or more than 100 years. And I have seen that uh, this uh, traditional harmony, what was uh, the main stream all the times for 20th century, is not more the point. And even if we speak about harmony in the town, uh, we mean something else as we build. And uh, I try with my drawings to show that we shouldn't be afraid about contrastfully town because if we would be uh, clear with ourselves, we would agree that this contrastful town, very hard sometimes contrast between architectural languages of different times is also a big value of our town. If you go through Berlin, if you go through Moscow, you see the history of the town, you see the layers of the town, you see the differences, hard differences sometimes between the languages of different times. And that is also very important value of the town. And uh, I uh, began to develop that in my drawings. I began to ask myself and other people, do you see it already? If you see the new skyscrapers in Milan, if you see the new buildings, sometimes already in the downtown of Rome or in Petersburg, this new skyscraper or new stadium or you see a lot of skyscrapers in Moscow or you see it in Barcelona. Do we still speak about this traditional harmony? I think long, not more. And it is good so. It is not a criticizing of this process. uh, In opposition, it is a, a fact that this kind of contrastful dialogue Uh, very sharp sometimes dialogue between different architectural solutions is a sign of our time. And I'm speaking about that in my drawings because I like even to make it more contrastful sometimes as it is, but uh, the, the time, the life runs behind me and sometimes I draw something and in 2-3 years I see it because, because uh, the developments are very speedy now and so far my drawings if somebody looks at it he or she says, oh god, it's uh, horrible, it cannot be our future and I tell it is not our future, it is our, it is our, it is our nowadays <laughs> you you can look from the window and you see and you see the continuity of corso garibaldi and you see that skyscraper, so you can uh, you can go to a new high rise uh, just nearby from uh, old town you see you can yeah. see a new uh, triangle skyscraper in paris uh, is developed now uh, and you see all that all that points or the fans uh, what you can see very good from uh, from Shamsilizi uh, that, that is there you you see in new Gazprom tower in petersburg you see moscow city in moscow it is it is now it is already past even not now uh, so far i try to discuss through my drawings about why we don't build this architecture anymore and why we built another architecture already since uh, some years
0: yeah, that's quite nice explanation of it. And yeah, we already see that kind of contrast in our cities and even even in Istanbul. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: And I love Istanbul for that, for this lovely uh, for this lovely contrast, but uh, also in Istanbul I have been there many times. I made photos and I have shown to people, look you speak about Harmony, but look how your bridge goes through Bosphorus and small small buildings be, uh, in the underneath of this bridge. How they work together. Is it good? Exactly. Is it good or bad? I think it's very good. It is very interesting how these overscaled uh, bridges are, or skyscrapers are going over the older town and making like a, like a very complicated dialogue between these different uh, layers of the town. What, what is for, for our days now. For me much more interesting as a discussion about harmony, don't make one meter higher, don't go here a little bit higher, be as your neighbor. It is not more our soul of time, let's say.
0: That even itself uh, creates a good harmony to have a very deep contrast between old, new, between colors, between Uh, glass and concrete between uh, old materials like brick and new materials like... uh, Against not materiality, uh, mirroring effect uh,
1: against, uh, as you told about my modest work also, against against very... material, very material surface of brick wall, for example, that is, that is what I like, uh, that I like. This world was, was very, uh, very the same for 100 years. All buildings were more or less the same materiality, more or less the same language, more or less the same structure of this language. Bigger or smaller building, you speak about some horizontal levels interrupted uh, of big form, as a big form is interrupted through uh, through some different proportional levels. That is all okay. You can you can use it also today, but it's by far not the only one way we can speak now. And I think it is a more a chance as a point to say, oh, we are going in some horrible world where the harmony is not more the point.
0: Exactly. Actually, we see it daily, but we don't quietly conceive or understand it in that time because we are in the in the place we we see it in our daily routine and we don't quite care about it but when we see it in a sketch or when we see it in a new building oh old and new oh sketch oh why you did that oh why you did this but it's beautiful i really love it and uh, going back to uh the choban foundation building uh in this cubicle kind of structure that you have built with con- concrete walls there are a lot of details in the facade. Can you talk about these detailing? And what are these details? What would you need to put some kind of... They, they are sketchy-like details. Uh, what, is, what kind of value it's adding to the building?
1: Well, uh, for, this, uh, for this situation, uh, combining also with the function of the building, let's say outstanding function. Ich, I've seen it as outstanding function as an exhibition building. I wanted to give to this building like sculptural uh, form Uh, to give uh, to this building not like a form the same as a neighbor that nobody recognizes it's something else but I wanted to give to this building some outstanding uh, form but what is for me also very important is that the building speaks about the function So there are drawings on the surface uh, speaking about uh, the history of the building, the function of the building as a museum of drawing. But on the other side, uh, of course, the spaces inside of the building, they shouldn't have so much light, no, no light the best way, because we have to do with the drawings. For example, on this wall I could not explain any original, there are also no originals behind me. There are stamps. If you uh, explain original, it would be ready and demolished in three, two months, because uh, with all uh, light, sunny light uh, going from the windows, it is destroyed as a paper, as a color, and so on. So you need closed rooms, you need small rooms to see the drawings from the the close distance. And in this case, uh, the language of boxes, the language of like a box, where the drawings are safe. There's some feeling you you speak about safety of this value. And on the other side, for me, it is very important that if you see this sculpture, this geometrical sculpture from long distance and you see it from the close distance, from my point of view, you should see more. You cannot just register, okay, it was from the long distance, boxes, you come close, there are boxes, but they are bigger. It's not all what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the smaller details, the smaller concrete uh, differences of the color, of the lines, of the, uh, this uh, rubber matrix's result, uh, what you see on the uh, surface of the wall. And uh, for, for me, it was very important to see more and more by coming more and more close and that's why i love details in any building small details still the door lever that you can recognize uh, let's say the same handwriting of uh, architect by the uh, recognizing of close details that that i make in the buildings are background buildings in the town but the same i make by uh, more or less outstanding uh, buildings from their position in the town that you You make more or less outstanding form, but the details uh, have to be deep, interesting and different uh, by coming close to the building.
0: Yeah, it looks really fantastic, and this texture, drawing kind of texture on those concrete walls make it really uh, historical, and also it represents some kind of artistic aspects that you wanted to add to the building, uh, other than those kind of the details that you described you wanted to have in the building. Yeah, it looks really awesome, and it, seemed, it seems you have use this kind of technique other buildings as well so for example in and how hotel berlin you have this kind of texture for brick laying as well and also links, looking some kind of a uh, uh, boxing that are uh, sitting next to each other these 3d volumes uh, you also created some details in the facade that whenever. The user gets closer it sees something else it sees the darkness the shadows those bricks uh, creating was this the same kind of idea that you used in this building
1: yes uh, that's right i love if the building has uh, even the contrast as itself so one point you you are in the dialogue uh, with the neighborhood but on the other side, you are in the dialogue with yourself. Because we are also, as a people, we are more complex as only one line. We have inside of us right. also some kind of dialogue. We, we are speaking with us uh, to, to create true or untrue of our, our position. And, uh, So far, also for me, it's very important in the building uh, to create this dialogue between different parts of uh, it. You are completely right, in some of my buildings I create the dialogue to say the base uh, is more close to the people, you see more details, you see more materiality, and uh, so you are higher from from the height of the building, you can see more lightly uh, elements, but its elements could be mirroring the surrounding, could be more interesting from the form, and this, uh, this uh, more outstanding form creates a dialogue with a, with a more monolithic and let's say traditional uh, base. Also, it, is a, it is a kind of dialogue what you have in Old Town, it is the same
0: in one building. Absolutely, and also we see the same technique again with Hamburger Hof. Yeah, it seems you have the same language for uh, both practices, yeah, is that yeah, right?
1: Absolutely. I, I, I asked myself what kind of language uh, I can use to involve the building as a brick in the town surrounding what is not so contrastful. Because you have still uh, many uh, points where you, you have to create something. What is not so contrastful, because by some streets and by some uh, town uh, situations, it is still not allowed, it is not right. Uh, For example, I made now one quite significant building on the Tverskaya Street along from from the middle part from the Kremlin to outside in the direction of uh, airport but it's still very in the downtown it's a big block but uh, it is uh, it is detailed as uh, some different forms and it has the language what goes inside of this gap like it was here already many many years i think this idea is still important for the town for some for some elements to introduce something what is here like like for many years and it, it is spoken with a contemporary language you can recognize by the second view that it is contemporary it is it is made now but on the same time it is staying like one monolithic uh, monolithic uh, element of the town. But uh, on the other side, uh, you have, of course, uh, many situations where you have to create some interesting dialogue and that is uh, in both offices the same line. You're right.
0: Uh, when we see the Federation Towers uh, in Moscow, we see quite different language of design regarding the projects that you have developed. So can you talk about this building as well?
1: Well, it was a it was an international competition. We won uh, together with Peter uh, two thousand three. For that time, it had to be the tallest uh, building on the all uh, composition along uh, of now this big mall shopping mall. As uh, along the shopping mall, there are many buildings uh, over in the surrounding, and um, Federation Tower had to be the biggest one. Nowadays, it is still so, but uh, we will become even taller buildings in the surrounding, that's it. The development has shown that it's a very successful uh, area and they built now many other buildings. But uh, we created, we we had to create these two towers staying like in golden section to each other, uh, two-thirds to one. And we tried to create a composition where both of towers are coming to each other in one Silhouette because if you maybe have noticed also historical skyscrapers of uh, Moscow They have this very important silhouette like, uh, like uh, Yeah, bis, bis to spire, uh, till, uh, till spire also the silhouette goes more and more narrow and uh, is bigger is bigger on the base and very uh, very small from the dimension on top and uh, we try to do the same uh, that's why this sailing, uh, sail, sailing board character of both uh, elements, because uh, they make uh, on the same time this like slightly, slightly bionical structure, but uh, on the same time this uh, more sharp silhouette to upstairs. Uh, because it had to be the biggest uh, building in the whole area, and uh, as such a building, uh, it was a it was a point for the competition, and we uh, we are, we have proposed uh, this variant.
0: Amazing! It looks really awesome, uh, with those shapes, with those geometries. And talking about one of your recent projects, which I've seen it from very close distance, I've explored it, the Expo Twenty Twenty Dubai Russian Pavilion. We see a very great geometrical combinations of kind of bubbles which are surrounded or covered by colorful stripes and it's very attracting the user whenever whoever sees from distance it just attracts from very far and whenever I was there, I, I, I got this idea. Oh, okay, this is Sergey Choban's design. I should go there. I should go there. And I posted a story about uh, that building in my stories. I said, okay, Sergey, we need to interview you about this building. Then you replied, when? <laughs> so I sent a request. So wait, maybe we can do this in December. It was quite a unique experience to to go around this building and experience the inside of the building as well. First of all, I'm going to ask, where does this idea come from? How did you manage to design a, a pavilion like this? And second part of my question is going to be about the entire concept of this pavilion, which was, I remember when we explored the interiors, there was a huge artificial intelligence installations, a brain was inside, digital art. How does this concept of pavilion was developed? Like the, what it's going to be inside the pavilion?
1: Now, well, uh, it began, uh, of course, as uh, any building with town planning aspects, because uh, the general plan of exhibition, of expo, is also big town planning. And if you go from the gate made by Azif Khan, and you see this direction exactly to the Russian pavilion, you see very exact uh, direction from the entrance mobility district to this uh, entire point. From the first point I decided to make there some a silhouette because you go to this building and this building is staying like at the end of big diagonal. On the other side it is staying on the corner. It is big pavilion like three and a half thousand square meters and it is staying on the corner. So if you go also from the other direction from the middle dome you see this pavilion also as a corner situation. Should be also like a big sculpture. And like a big sculpture, you have long hemisphere. On the other side, uh, I wanted uh, to create an architecture, was maybe a crazy idea, to create an architecture made by line. So uh, there were many architects in the constructiv- constructivist time, but one of them I like Especially Yakov Chernikov, and he has spoken about expressmatic. Exprimatic is something what you create with line, what you search with line. So, like your body, your mind, your hand, and the line uh, produced by the hand are the same. And with this line, you try, like a child, maybe. I have in one of presentations a photo where the small child, the daughter of uh, my colleague, uh, just was drawn on the iPad something and this something became to be in the short time amazing. And uh, it was just, it was just three months for the opening. Uh, The pavilion was nearly ready, but I told that the way of course we made also for two years. So I tried to make with a line, with a colorful line my first sketches, this form. The idea was of course to create First of all, great spaces. You have a small hemisphere, what is big enough to enter with many people, and you have big hemisphere with this wonderful uh, installation by Konstantin Petrov, and Sympatheka was made for mechanics of wonder, about brain, about, about brain as a main point of what all creates. On the other side, I, I have spoken about mobility, the speed, in the world, in the country, but on the same time, very let's say colorful life. We have many nationalities in Russia. We have many religions. We have many trends. We have many chances. We have many directions of development, and all them uh, are making like a planet Russia, like a like a like a country. What yeah, what is connected with a lot of there is a lot of different. Uh, trends and interesting things. And you have to attract people uh, if, you, if they come and see a lot of pavilions. You have, of course, key position of your pavilion, but you have to also invite people. And they have to be interested about what you, what you see. And this, uh, this sculpture, this colorful sculpture, what uh, then, of course, is very connected with Russian avant-garde, uh, Russian constructivism to suprematism, to these uh, colorful lines going around and going straight. You see it as many uh, line compositions, uh, what you see from the 20th of last century. But also a very important connection to old Russian architecture, to the same Basilius Cathedral on the Red Square with a colorful uh, cupolas, with a colorful uh, small uh, cupolas of this church, Um, and another very uh, colorful traditions uh, of uh, old Russian architecture. All them connecting in one. So you have to read there, and you read there because I've uh, spoken and I've heard a lot of uh, different people have seen uh, this pavilion. All them are developing some own associations uh, by seeing this pavilion. But in any case, it bonds many different associations but all somehow interesting. Somebody speaks about Matryoshka, the small hole in the big hole, like two uh, toys uh, inside each other, very uh, famous Russian toy. Uh, Many are speaking about tradition between as between Russian world with big cupola with big hemisphere and Muslim world of inviting country emirates what has also same forms in its traditional architecture so it, it has to be uh, with more senses and uh, the only point is important uh, it should explain about very interesting world about very interesting country what is Russia and with this uh, sculptural language I've thought it's the best way to introduce the country, to introduce
0: a very interesting development inside of this country. And you discussed about the interiors as well, but was that the concept of designing the pavilion along with interiors or the interiors and the, the idea of how to add the artists and artworks there, was it your idea, I mean, the office's idea, or was it different? We must understand that in the pavilion, the
1: most important are three things. First of all, especially in Dubai, you have to create the big space where the people can wait uh, for the time they can enter. Uh, Today, uh, the queue is staying even outside of pavilion because it's very popular but normally there was this big space where the people are coming in normally and in the time I was uh, in Dubai it was possible and you are staying in this first hemisphere and then step by step you are going upstairs and this way to go upstairs is very easy because you have the escalators are going one yeah. after other and you are very speedy there, you have no slots you can stay there longer time, you can stay there shorter time in the big dome, but you can uh, go ca- come and go any time. So you have no slot, you have to stay there one hour. That's not a point. I, I don't think it is good, and uh, we didn't do it. Then the big exhibition space. I wanted to have it yeah. without columns. I wanted to have it like a huge space, like a, like a planet, like a, like a uh, brain, like a like a huge element. but the idea of the mechanics of wonder of the brain is the main point of the exhibition of course coming from Konstantin Petrov and Sypathtica and that is uh, their huge uh, artwork uh, to, to make them so interesting and so so deep uh, in the different layers of uh, presentation. And in between of course you have all the representation points uh, for daily functioning of pavilion what is on the first floor so you go as a visitor over the first floor just in the second but in the first floor you see this terrace with a canopy on the right side You have another terrace of the left side you don't enter as a normal visitor but you know it is there and these louvers of uh, colorful lines are at the same time the louvers for the windows for, uh, for the spaces are normal working spaces in the, in the yeah. first floor
0: Have you ever wanted to connect with pioneering architects and designers to learn more about parametric design and computational tools? Then you may wish to join Packademy, an educational platform powered by parametric architecture to spread the idea of using parametric design and computational tools in architecture. Academy has broadened its collaboration with pioneering architects and designers, dealing with diverse and numerous topics such as computational design, 3D printing, robotic fabrication, procedural methods, space architecture, metaverse design, design in VR, AR, and many more topics. You can register and join the live workshops or watch the previous studio workshops recordings. To learn more, you can visit parametric-architecture.com academy And discussing about the stripes, the colorful stripes, which are metal stripes. How was they fabricated? We have thought about sustainability and
1: sustainability for me, they are costs of transport. So, any sophisticated material we would create would be transported to Dubai from other world, and that is not that is not a good way. But uh, Dubai uh, Emirates are famous for producing of aluminum facades of uh, steel constructions because all buildings around they are making by that constructions, and we uh, made all with the, local firms and I think it's very important to make with locals and that is uh, from my point of view real sustainability because you don't spend uh, time and money for transportation and for busy uh, being busy with uh, firms not a, a local uh, but staying somewhere outside you work with locals and this building I must say also will, will stay after, uh, export, after the you know, expo like a, like a cultural and technical uh, embassy of uh, russia uh, they they will they will make their exhibitions and uh, entrances uh, so far it is not a building only for half a year
0: and what about the other buildings uh, d- will they remain as well or is it just no, i don't know not all not all but some of them some of them mm-hmm. that's amazing and what are as we discussed about uh, sustainability what are your thoughts on this topic and how we as designers architects and engineers can deal with the sustainability challenges of our industry to produce smart designs and use available technologies to ensure that structures generate minimal harmful effects to the ecosystem and the communities how we can overcome these challenges, uh, such as reducing the energy of the building in its entire lifetime, or it could be using eco-friendly materials, functionality changings of the buildings, and even thinking about the afterlife of the building, how we can overcome these issues?
1: Well, I must tell... it is of course the most important point now of course because we uh, we have never built so much as now we have never had uh, such a high standards uh, for living working uh, in many many areas of this world as now we have never produced so much garbage as now and uh, so far we have to speak about that anytime so don't demolish if you if you can not demolish please if we create new building so we have to create it uh, for many many functions maybe maybe in the future so just to make a structure what is possible for many functions even for functions we don't know because you have enough volume don't don't make it too too narrow too uh, too low from the height as many hotels were made in the 70s and now have to be demolished because uh, the function of hotel is as you know after pandemic time or in the pandemic time not so popular and for new buildings it is to reduced height and make materials are recyclable in the fall of demolishing Uh, make materials are uh, less explosive from the CO2 uh, CO2 numbers. And of course, wood uh, and wood hybrid structures, timber hybrid structures are important now. Um, I created with a client Edge for Wattenfall uh, here in Berlin. I think very interesting building in uh, timber hybrid construction. What is now the biggest office building in uh, Germany? It is it is an interesting experience with very nice atrium where wooden structures uh, are inviting to spend time on it and to be in their term like in the big space for also communications i hope uh, in the next time we will have more communications under each other after pandemic time uh, would be over
0: right it's my second question is regarding the city and its problem or architecture and much more larger scale is about the cities. Uh, Due to the urbanization, lots of cities consistently, primarily of built fabric, and there is a lack of green and blue spaces in the cities which leads uh, to a higher air temperature, contributes to climate change and, you know, the problems. Green spaces such as trees, parks and blue spaces, you know, such as lakes or ponds, uh, which provide variation of benefits for people and their s- surrounded animals. They are en- enhancing the health and well-being of people who are living uh, and, and working in the cities. Therefore, it is considered important that the built environments should be interwoven with uh, the natural environments. Even so, creating green and blue spaces are seen as a challenge. Where there is uh, a pressure in cities for space and development, how do you think this should be solved? And we could involve uh, as architects to generate much more green and blue spaces in our projects or in our cities?
1: Well, uh, as the problem of greening and the problem of density and the problem of height are three problems are working together. Why is the towns are becoming more dense? Because uh, the, possi- the technical possibilities were there because uh, we have bigger towns now and this density couldn't be on the long distance because our transportation would be amazing big but on the other side if you make only low-rise buildings you have a big footprint and you don't give anything to the town because all you all you need either low density for the towns not needing now because transportation will be, too, uh, will be too long or if you make it if you make it uh, with big footprint, you have not, no place for green anymore. So uh, the, the newborn idea to go to go with the high rise, to make, uh, to make low print, but to give up for the society, more place on the ground. Uh, like they make it uh, already 56, try to make 50, 60 years big parks, but high rise along this park uh, or in Moscow huge density on one point but big public spaces on the other point big greening public spaces this is balance because you cannot reach all the people are going in the big towns and the big towns are becoming be bigger and you cannot say we built only seven eight floors because then you have higher density by seven eight floors but you have uh, lower uh, lower uh, footprint for green and uh, higher footprint for building. So to, to make a balance between, between green, more or less high density and short transportation, that, it, that is the idea for what we stay every time. And of course the greening is not only the greening on the zero level, but is the greening on the roofs, the greening on the buildings, all levels of greening Where for the people, for the maintenance of this greening what is very important. We don't green to make to see it dead in two years, you know, as we, we make green to uh, to maintain uh, maintain it and to give them to the green also longer life. And it should be also the place for greening where also not for us, but also for green it would be comfortable. You know, we, we don't ask our trees, we set them where we like, but I don't know if one tree is so comfortable to to grow on the 200 meters height. Maybe yes, maybe no. For some trees yes, for some trees maybe no, you know. And uh, because the trees are living, uh, are living uh, bodies, you know, and they should be asked also. Otherwise they, they die and say, okay, uh, bye-bye. We don't like this life. We don't, we don't live on this height and in this position. And uh, that, is, that is a very difficult balance we are, we are managing with. Uh, not uh, many times successful, but that's the way uh, many people, many people liking to live in big towns, the uh, possibility to give them uh, greening spaces to make a balance between nature somehow and density, uh, but in the same time to make it on the clever way. That's, that's the challenge we are staying still before.
0: Amazing, right. Thank you so much for this uh, explanation uh, regarding the green cities, green uh, spaces, blue spaces, and also sustainability. Are there any architects that you admire their work uh, or inspire from?
1: Well, uh, of course, I, I'm inspired. Uh, I think it's every one of us by many works you see daily, but. I think the architects making for me a big impression, sustainable big impression. So not only for one moment, but for a really longer time. I think it is Louis Kahn. Uh, It is uh, Oscar Niemeyer, with whom I even met me one year before he was dead. Uh, Unfortunately, he was uh, was already quite old, but it was unforgettable uh, event, uh, unforgettable moment, let's say. And for me, of course, big event. As I have been in uh, Rio, two thousand twelve, and I've seen in his uh, in his workshop, in his atelier on Copacabana. Uh, but Oscar Niemeyer from the school time was uh, was really great, great person for me because he made all the forms of contemporary architecture, like a, like all this line of. Uh, of forms, of free finding of forms, what I think is very big freedom of, uh, of him to just to create what, uh, what is not looks like a building, but it is building, it is just every time new page in the uh, history of uh, contemporary architecture. Uh, but I love also Paul Rudolf's work, uh, also the same as uh, Louis Kahn, I, I, I love really Paul Rudolph's uh, work. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that, uh, of course, Breuer, uh, Breuer works. I think you, you notice already that the point materiality is a point, um, sometimes heaviness of details, material heaviness of details is important for me, a, structural, a structurality uh, of uh, details. And that's why, of course, Otto Wagner in uh, Vienna was for me as a big sample of architect who uh, worked uh, fantastic with detail and uh, made it on the very, very interesting way how he worked with natural stone, with joining of uh, materials on the facades uh, in interior and so on.
0: Amazing. Awesome. Which one of your projects, I'm curious to ask, which one of your projects represents your architecture the best?
1: Difficult to say. Difficult to say because I think I think, uh, I think uh, every project is uh, representing uh, representing what, what, uh, what I what I have seen to that time I developed it and I would tell I made it as I could. It can be uh, it can make it can make glad or unglad, uh, but uh, I made it what I what I could and uh, now I am with my singing by the next uh, by the next challenges I have. Uh, that's true.
0: Awesome. Great. And one question out of the script. Uh, What do you think about our platform, Parametric Architecture?
1: Oh, wonderful. For me, it's a great uh, honor to be here, to be asked by you, because, uh, of course, I uh, continue your platform. Uh, I see your platform, and since one year or half a year, I'm more active on Instagram. But even before, I have seen it uh, every time with very, very big interest and... uh, of course you you notice in the big volume of architecture what is what, what is speaking really uh, really interesting, unusual, not all their language and to be frankly it is that what also interesting for, for everybody because yes, of course you you can notice smallest details by, not significant building or very, very backgrounded building, but the buildings are, are you speaking, uh, you are speaking about a normal, uh, new and uh, unusual language. And that is what architecture can now and uh, didn't make for, for many years, for hundred years. That is that is a difference. Okay. That is a difference that if you ask me why I draw that buildings, what you produce in your platform. So I say, because it's a language we, We speak already and we'll speak in the future even more, I think.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much. appreciate that. And in closing, what kind of advice would you like to share with young professionals and students?
1: Yeah, be interested uh, on our very exciting but not easy uh, job and uh, be open for, uh, for all developments uh, coming in the next future because I think we will see many unusual things what we are not waiting for so, so much and be, be open and be, uh, be uh, open for learning because the ar- architect has to learn all life and be open for, for new things all life not to be closed for for the world uh, changing in your surrounding.
0: Awesome, great. So for those of our audience who are watching, who are students and who are young, so don't close yourself for learning. Even in the, at the age of 70, 80, 90, 50, you, you, you need to be open for learning. Any day, yeah, any day you are in the any life, day.
1: especially in the professional life of us, you have to be very open to learning and to uh inviting uh, new ideas uh, also in your practice
0: exactly awesome thank you so much dear sergey thank uh, you was, uh, thank you brilliant conversation with you uh thank you i'm honored to speak with you thanks for giving us this chance
1: very very glad that uh, you asked me about it and uh, that we have time to um, have this discussion
0: Thank you so much. appreciate that. I hope to see you soon in Istanbul or in Berlin yeah, or hope, in so. Moscow. Call,
1: <laughs> me back, call me back if you are in the towns and uh, of course. i come to Istanbul next time. I love your time. I love your town. It's all small details I see there. Also, relation, relation to animals in your town is uh, it, 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 it is showing me a lot.
0: Yes, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. And here we come to the end of the conversation. Do you want to say goodbye to the audience? Then we can. Thank you us. very much.
1: If uh, somebody uh, had watching me, <laughs> great pleasure and great honor for me. And thank you very much for this time together.
0: Thank you so much, and have a nice day. Goodbye.
1: You too. Thank you very much.
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe to PA Talks Podcast and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts in order not to miss a single episode. Also, you can find out more by going to parametric-architecture.com. Again, I want to mention PA Academy, or you can call it Pacademy, which is an educational platform powered by a parametric architecture to spread the idea of using parametric design and computational tools in architecture. Uh, you can register and join the live workshops or watch the previous studio workshops recordings. Please share this podcast with a URL to inspire a friend. Also, you can use hashtag PA Talks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook to give us a feedback about the podcast. Thank you.